talk about health and how to make yourself feel better and more productive and make your brain work better and make your guts healthier uh, is a goal for most people just to feel better and to operate in a world that's already hard enough to get through every day. When your brain works a lot better, then you just tend to be happier and less depressed and less anxious and all that stuff. So there are these stories every day that I see about exercise and about diet. The last one that, that made more sense was um, if you walk or do weights or something for about, let's say, you know, 10 minutes a day, you increase your longevity uh, considerably. Yesterday, I walked in Sam's, which is like going to walk uh, where the Cowboys play at AT&T thing down there. And down. <laughs> it's it's so freaking big. So I parked, you know, way away and I walked really fast and I fast walked right through Sam's uh, just for the health, you know, thing and just to get the hell out of there. Not because they aren't nice people, but because it's it's insane. Uh, so fast walking helps get some small weights and just, you know, just do what you can and don't, don't overdo it, but don't underdo it either. That's why you turn into a, you know, slug and die. Now we discuss, you know, vitamins as well. And I've not ever met any doctor. I don't think, uh, that speaks very highly of vitamins, especially the ones that are multivitamins. They are a waste of time. And over the years that I have looked into this stuff and tried various things, I have to agree that the multivitamins are pretty much worthless because there's a, there's a ton of stuff in there, but it's in such you know small amounts, it's kind of pointless. So there are individual things that are not that don't fall into that category, like uh, let's say green tea or uh, beetroot or apple cider vinegar, which which comes in you know, gummies now, um, and vitamin D and vitamin C and a B complex, all these things that do seem to have the right kind of benefits. So uh, this, this doctor here, who is in the business of your immune system, that's what she does for a living. And she has researched and done things and still does, um, all the time to find out what things, um, really do have an effect on your body and which are a, a total waste of time. Now, it's hard to tell because there are, there are people, and I go into these you know, vitamin stores, and used to, you would see, you know, um, some of these guys that, that, you know, that are trying to get all pumped up and you'd see a younger crowd. But these days, you see a lot of people of an advanced age that are trying to find certain things to treat certain ailments. Well, this lady has uh, proposed four things that help your um, your immune system. Uh, they're full of, of healthy fats and fruits and vegetables. All of those things you should eat anyway. But if you don't and or can't, these supplements, she says, will help you reach your goals of having healthy insides and all that stuff. Um Number one, she says, vitamin C. Mm -hmm. Your body does not you know, make it normally. It is not stored in your body. So it needs to be replenished all the time. Uh, it's, it's, it's just powerful for uh, inflammation, um, 
makes your immune system a lot stronger and gets used up when you're sick and so forth. So vitamin C has been found to lower the uh, severity of a cold, which you've probably heard your whole life. Mm -hmm. And so that is on her list at number one. Uh, 500 milligrams twice a day. Vitamin D is repeated over and over and over again. All of us are deficient in vitamin D, especially females. But she calls this the superstar of all vitamins. Because it fights off all the bacterias and all the funk in you. Um, things in your lungs and that whole system are strengthened by use of vitamin D. It's not found in that many foods, except for, for a fatty fish, uh, cod liver. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, but vitamin D affects your, your uh, brain function. Um, she recommends uh, 2,000 IUs a day. I think I'm taking about 10,000 or more. But you can tell it if you don't do it. Zinc. I've been taking shots since COVID began. Every week that contain a vitamin C, zinc, and magnesium. And they are the ones that fight off the colds and all that stuff and just the general bacteria and viruses that get into your body. And <clears throat> um, it, short, it, 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 it does help when you have a cold. It will shorten the length of you know that. It's found at very high levels in oysters, beef, and crab. Uh, plus in beans and pumpkin seeds, uh, cashews, and other nuts and seeds. So zinc is a big one too. Uh, curcumin or curc curcumin uh, is the main ingredient in a turmeric root mm. and has been shown to bestow a number of health benefits. Now, I think that this stuff is in the compound that we take, resveratrol, um, uh, but it is... Uh, it's helpful in in um, the, the 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 parts of your body that get you know that get um, inflamed. Uh, heart disease is a result of that, and diabetes and things. So um, inflammatories are a big thing out there, as most anybody in the health business will tell you. But uh, those four things are what she recommends if you're not into it at all. At least look at, you know, C, D, and zinc and the curcumin. Um, there are many variations of that, some of them in a combination. But there's no doubt that eating, you know, fish and those things for your brain and the fruits and the veggies and a little bit of exercise make you function better in a world that's hard to function in <laughs> anyway. Yeah, well that, you yeah. know? Um, uh, and so any, any advantage, take it. It's it, it it is worth the trouble to buy it and do it. It does make a difference. I do B, C, D, calcium, magnesium, zinc. But a friend of mine, whenever I had I got accidentally got glass in my hand once and had to get it cut out and got had stitches, and she said take turmeric, and so I still have some. So maybe I'll yep. start that again daily. So yeah, there are so many things that are aimed at you know certain things. Um, that well shoot there's just you know so much stuff the a uh, green tea uh comes in pills that's easy uh beetroot is really good uh for your blood sugar levels and for just you know tons of stuff um so um i guess the easiest thing to do is to read about it and see what works the best for you 
Okay, Wes has one we should listen to. This is a five-second test to see whether you're aging well or not. Yes. Let's hear this. I'm it's it's really so, and and I I tried it, and I'll tell you what my result was uh, here All at right. the end. It's very simple. What you do is you start in a standing position, so you are standing okay. up, and then what you do is you sit down in a cross-legged position on the floor. So make sure you have enough space to sit down, it's and then happen. then you rise back <laughs> up into a standing position. No, no, That's no. it. That's the entire test. Thing is, though, every time you use a hand, a knee, a forearm to accomplish the task, you have to subtract one point. So if you're able to sit down what? like that and stand back up with just using your your core and leg muscles, that's a 10. The goal, it says, is to land around eight points or better. I don't know why it says around because it's there's no delineation here except solid points. So eight points or better. And it's an, it says it's an effective indicator of health because you have to have strong cardiovascular health, good balance, yeah. agility, flexibility, core and leg strength to be able to complete it, says uh, this doctor who w works for uh, NBC News uh, in their medical division. It was I was going to try this, but I'm, I'm going to die right now. I know. On this. So you can only use your, your feet, your legs, your knees, your butt. You can't use you can't anything use, else. You can't use your knees. You, I'm trying this. Yeah. You can't use... You can't use your knees, and this was based off a study uh, in the European Journal of Preventative Cardiology. And oh, they they're found foreigners. What are they? They're wrong, <laughs> as always. They said that this test was a significant uh, predictor of mortality in participants between the ages of 51 to 80. And with the caveat, if you're injured, if you've got back pain, or if you're just tired... Oh, then, or just not into pain. it, yeah. Okay. yeah then then it, you're not going to be doing your best results. So you just have to find a healthy window to give it your best well, shot. I, and the, hmm. the deal is, okay. if, you, if you can't do this, uh, or if you, you score like a five, this is something that, this is a baseline that you can you know, talk to your doctor about to see if it's an indicator that something's really wrong. And Or if I, you're old. <laughs> I, well, I'm not buying this. I what I dread the most is getting down on my hands and knees to look under something. That's where oh my God, knees, that. that's what I hate the most. Well, because I just afraid I'll get, I'll get stuck there and can't get up again. Because <laughs> so, my knees are just a joke. Ditto. One well, of them is. See, but that's, that's an indicator of these things. And when I tried it, I, I, I tried sitting down and I was working real hard to not use my hands, elbows, knees or whatever. And I came down and tumbled off to one side. So I think it's unreasonable. I don't think guys can do this unless they're uh, 20 or younger. Because so you sit I down just... without using your hands, you cross your legs and get up with no hands. That's that's yeah. if you can do that if you can do it with without the hands that's a ten that's perfect. Well, that's, you have to put your feet out and put your knees absurd. together and get up no. and it's a but, pain in the ass and I just no. hurt my back <laughs> and I used to could do it but I swear to God I just did it and you're not going to believe me until I do a video and show you. But we could it's do a, it it's probably twenty ass. years ago without any question but yes I can see us now you know calling your doctor and and they say okay uh, what's wrong with you. Well, I heard this thing on the radio about <laughs> well, sitting, I broke my left leg in two places and my right. neck is all jacked up. Well, can I come in? You, I mean, you talk to you're seeing your doctor like once a year anyway. It's something that you can bring no, up not. when he says, "Do you have any concerns?" I got an eight. I had to use my hand to get down, and I had to use a hand to get up. Well, so 
Uh, today I, don't know I if walked. Any man, uh, I walked today a lot faster than I usually do, and it was inspiring. I lifted. I, I did some weights and some machines, and that was enough. And I can do that. And but I I'm not going to even try that. It, it sound. I'm afraid I will be in pieces up here. And it's probably not good for your knees either. My ass get up. Yeah, your your my, your fear my about is like going south bad. Your fear about yeah go, getting on your hands and knees. It reminded me of something. My a couple uh, for like two weeks now. My dad has been looking for this little. It's not his wallet, but it's a little folding wallet like thing, and he has a bunch of important cards and records in there. And he had it last time in the room where the computer is, and he was has been looking for it for like two weeks. And I was over there uh-huh. on Sunday. And I thought, it's it's got to be in there if he's been looking every place. He told me about he was unfolding clothes, thinking he stuck it in a pocket and folded them back up, forgetting it was yeah. there, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, that's me. Yeah. And uh-huh. I, I thought, it's got it's got to be that he just, it, it fell off, and when he got up from the computer, he accidentally kicked it uh, maybe under the couch. And so, and he's not going to be able to get on his floor, the floor low to be able to do it. So that's what I did. I was on my belly on the floor in this computer room looking under <laughs> desk and, and furniture and found, found it under the couch. So, oh my goodness. I, I, so there was a win there, but I don't, I don't know that he would have ever found it under there. So it's good well, to be able I, to get on the floor yeah. and get back up. Yeah, I, yeah, I do it yeah. very, very gingerly. But when I put my knees on the bare floor, that's the problem. Um, but then getting back yeah, up barely, isn't, that, uh-uh. isn't that hard. But uh, well, that's a lie too. But yeah. But your father is how old? My father is uh, almost ninety. Okay, well, oh wow! That, that's about my age, so that's why I can't do it either. So. <laughs> you lie. My dad's Shoot, ninety-two, and I'm right behind him. So I was—he had me, and he was very young. Now, it—I uh, mean, you can stretch and you can walk outside and do all your stuff, and but something like that is a. It really does tell a tale. I'm, I'm, I, I may try it. I may not. It's hard right. as crap on your knees. Uh, it's, it's, it's heck on your knees, and I don't know. Uh, all the parts begin to go at at some point, and they just wear <laughs> out. That's the way things are. Uh, we're gonna check some some text in a moment, and uh, first, I want to know what this is. Uh, the um, Tease from Sid was the most played rock band on radio around the world. Mm-hmm. Now consider the. I wonder how. Now I know that in England the radio is not like ours. They have a couple of choices, right? Uh, the BBC is one, and there's Radio One or something, but they don't have the same kind of, you know, heading up the dial that we have in this country. I don't know how it works in Canada. I don't know how it works in other European countries um, or in Australia or in Japan or in China. I have no clue what their choices are. They are, I would guess, limited and not like the choices we have here, which become worse all the time if you're searching for something that is not annoying or just bad. Um <laughs> So, all those things being said, uh, first of all, does anyone know who has what kind of radio in the world besides us? I don't. Do you, Wes? No, there's... I figured you might be looking it up, though. 
Oh no! What what the you know wide breadth of kind of songs that we play? I don't know. I don't I know where else ima- you're gonna you're no. potentially gonna go from. I don't know uh, Neil Diamond to Van Halen. Radio and TV are not as competitive elsewhere as they are in this country. This is why people are so highly misinformed uh, and or annoyed and or stupid because they they have too many choices. And they often choose the wrong ones, but that's a whole different discussion. Uh, so, all that being said, we have no idea who has what as far as that goes. Um, what is the most played band in the world? Well, they are also the more the fourth most played artist across all genres, according to analytics service Vibrate. They crunched numbers, and they around. 50 million tracks and videos were included in their scan, along with 500 festivals, in an effort to help developing artists establish themselves in the industry. They calculated that rock was the fourth biggest genre on Spotify, behind pop, hip-hop, and Latin. And on YouTube, rock was also the fourth biggest. Analysis of over 24,000 radio stations in 150 countries proved that rock was the second biggest genre in the medium um, next uh, behind pop. So this band came in fourth on the list of most played artists with The Weeknd, Dua Lipa, and Ed Sheeran, but the most played rock band on radio around the world. Do you want to guess, either of you? Not Taylor Swift because she's not rock. Um, Mm. Not Led Zeppelin, they're too old. Uh, Not the Beatles, (laughs) uh, they're too old. old. Um, uh, Dexie's Midnight Runners. (laughs) That is always your go-to. That's always your go-to, and now everybody in Memphis has the stupid song and video in their head. Thanks. Oh, Wesley, uh, uh, do you do you know? Uh, Husker do. No idea. Queen. Oh, okay. Queen is the most played rock band on radio around the world. Hmm. Okay. They <laughs> haven't done a new record in <laughs> thirty years. Oh, the, what, yeah. Or more. When did Freddie die? Early 91. 80s? Oh, 91. 91. Okay. So they had some... It's been that long? Yeah. So they had some songs out in the 80s, and... Um, Their last album with, all, with the the original four was Innuendo, which we're playing a couple of tracks from, actually. Uh, and I think that came out in late 90 or 90... No, in 91 is when that came out, too. I bet you that that movie, which I guess was shown all over the world, really helped to pump some life back into that band. Plus oh, sure. the fact oh, that they, yeah. had, they 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 never really stopped. They um, uh, Paul Rogers from from a bad company uh, and from Free did two tours with them. Uh, Adam Lambert from one of those bad TV shows um, did. One before Paul Rogers, I think, and then does and did some afterward and still tours with them. Uh, Brian May is still there. Um, the other two, are they still there or not, Wes? Um, Roger Taylor, the drummer, Roger, is he still there? Uh, yeah, Roger and, is still there. And John Dean the, bailed the, a long time ago. Yeah, he, he said, you know, I'm done with this. Y'all do what you want. Keep giving me my share of the money, but do what you want. <laughs> well, that movie had to have injected some life back into that band. Oh, sure. Oh, um, sure, sure, sure. 
plus, you know, Wayne's World didn't hurt. But that was 30 years ago, too. Um, I guess it's not surprising. I don't know. I, And they've had songs in various movies. That doesn't hurt. Right. Um, and now this, and this anal analytics service crunched the numbers behind every relevant music and social media channel. So Spotify, Beatport, TikTok, and all these radio stations and, th and, and festivals, like I said. So, and videos. So it's kind of all this big, huge lump scan that they did on music and Queen. Sounds and pretty accurate, I guess. Most I, played uh, rock band on radio around the world. Wow. I mean, you hear them all the time. You have always heard them all the time. Like I'm sick uh, of them. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Another one bites the dust. It's on my nerves. Um, here, my best friend is annoying. Fat bottom girls is is um, uh, sexist, um, or is it? Um, Bohemian Rhapsody is. I'm, I'm so sick of that song. A it's legend. good. Yeah, I'm not but, saying it's bad, but I'm so tired of it. It's a piece of magic, though. I mean, it, it's oh, just yeah. it's just unbelievable. And they were told that it would never work. It was way too dramatic. Not going to happen, guys. Thanks for the advice, experts. You're always yeah. right. Um, <laughs> uh, Stairway to Heaven is too long. It'll never work. It sucks. It's way too long. Not going to happen. Uh, clean. I'll be damned. Well, mm -hmm. good for them. Uh, some of the Texases we get, 901-878-9420. Who has chimed in from various parts of the country? Oh, somebody says, Queen is just, is just that gosh darn good. Okay, thank you. Well, that's profound. Thanks. Yeah. I know. Um, this person says, uh, and, I and I found out where they're listening. They kept their New Orleans number, but they're listening in Clark's Boogie Dale, Mississippi. Um, <laughs> Clark's Boogie Dale. As a Has the been changed? Shut up. What did you say? No. no, no <laughs> anyway, nothing. as a 30-year-plus listener, it's really refreshing to have you back. You, Wes, and Sid are just great. Thank you. Keep it up. P.S., Drake, you will know that the end of time is here when Three Dog Night and Bad Company make it into the Hall of Fame. <sighs> That's one of the things that uh, taints my view of that entire scam of a presentation. Uh, beside the fact that it's in uh, Cleveland, for God's sake, and should obviously be in Memphis. How do you ignore Paul Rogers and Free and Bad Company? And that voice of his, um, and Three Dog Night, was a band that got no respect from the industry because they, they, they didn't write their own songs, but um, their talent was undeniable. They had I don't know how many hits that were number one. They, without them, you wouldn't have heard most likely of Elton John, or Harry Nielsen, or. Oh, good God. This list goes on forever. Um, Randy Newman, Mama told me he wrote that. Um, a ton of people. And they did their songs, and they were so, so gifted as a vocalist. And as they were huge, huge band in the uh, 70s. And then things got sideways, and uh, Chuck Negron left the band because he was badly hooked on a heroin and everything else and um, he never came back that band was begun by uh, Danny Hutton who is the only one that is still in the band uh, Corey Wells died a f he was the star uh, of that band I always thought 
but he passed away and they made no reference to him on the website on nothing anywhere which made me hate Hutton even more and I in fact one night went to their website and sent a profane as I could possibly get little message to him and called him names I wouldn't call anybody any time <laughs> really? ever I wrote you selfish mother effing C because um, he's the guy that makes all these decisions now uh, Chuck Negron um, one of the one of the most incredible voices I've ever heard in my life and he's uh, got to be 80 and you know why couldn't you bring him back for one last go around but Hutton would never do it and so Hutton is out there on the road still the only guy that's in the band that was there from the beginning is the guitar player uh, Mike Alsop I believe is his name the rest of them are either dead uh, or close but they will never get their due not ever because they didn't do their own songs, although they had hit after hit after hit, and they just get no respect, and it sucks. And uh, Paul Rogers, how do you how do you not acknowledge that guy's ongoing gift? He's he's remarkable. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest voices of the '70s uh, gets gets no love at all. I I don't understand it. But the but you know. Um, some of these bands that are in there, it just blows my mind. Rufus, give me a large personal break. Um, but no Three Dog Night, no Bad Company. Kiss finally got in, Rush got in, uh, and there are others that have been left behind. But there are some that you just, you, I just don't understand it. Because they don't you know, lobby for it, and the people that make the picks are the, you know, rock elite guys at, you know, labels and guys at various magazines who are all the big shots, and they don't take any of these bands, you know, seriously because they weren't something enough, which is just wrong. Mm -hmm. So that's my two cents. All right, uh, go ahead. He also, he also says every station should pattern themselves after you and pay you royalties. That's nice. That's very nice. Well, thank you. We have, we have, we, this is a, I sat up here, night before last or whatever it was and listen to this station for hours and it, it it's so entertaining that it entertains me and that's really hard to do but it's so much fun and every song is something different and um it seems to be you know gaining in uh people that hear it and go wow what is this so uh, yeah uh, thank you yeah, and here's much. an email about that exactly. And I asked Alexa, where is area code 408? And it's California. So this guy named Tim says, Hello, Drake and staff. When you played John Prine, Tommy Bolin, and Roy Buchanan, along with all the other music, I was sold. After growing up with XRT in Chicago, That's right. I, had, I had not found any station anywhere that came even close to the variety played on a daily basis until now. I moved here in March, and this station is the best thing I've found in Memphis. There are a couple of artists I've yet to hear on the station. Not sure if it's an overriding personal dislike for these artists. It is, your, it is your station, and after all, your choice. <laughs> but I would like to know if you would please add them to your playlists. Primarily, he has about four. Primarily, Joe Jackson, which I thought we played Joe Jackson. Uh, um... Is she not. really going out with him? Was a hit. Um, oh, I forgot about that. Stepping one. out. Stepping out. I write it down. All right. Oh. 
Uh, Michael Check. Penn. Okay, Michael Penn. Uh, he had one hit. He's married to Amy Mann, which makes him oh. good in my book. Uh, Michael Penn. What was his hit? I'll 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 find it. And right. uh, Theodosius Ferocious. He says it's next. Uh, great white buffalo no and hibernate. I don't know. And anything from Tom Morello. We play Tom Morello, bro. Oh yeah, we do. Just yeah. add another L in his last name, but in parentheses and next to Tom Morello, he he's, Tom he awesome. writes. He writes, my mother provided daycare as he was growing up. That's crazy. Um, Tom Morello is a brilliant guy and uh, yeah, and a, a fine guitar player who can do anything. He's, he is, he's just unbelievable to me. But I wish he would cut his strings off because they they're all up at the top of his thing <laughs> and they're all, all over the place. And it Flying makes around. me nervous because they're messy. Yeah, I just yeah, don't like yeah, that. Yeah. But. Do, we, do we play Rage Against the Machine? Yeah. yeah, something by Rage in there. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, Rage. Yeah. And then a short list of who who he would love to hear now and then. He says, "Older Genesis." Why don't you get your own station there, boss? I know, Tim. Um, older kidding. Genesis, which which we play. We some play Genesis. some. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lamb lies Charlie, down and yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is Charlie? He just says Charlie. Uh, uh I have no idea. Okay. I don't know. Spandau Ballet. Uh, 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 Spandau. Uh, 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 oh, true is an incredible <laughs> song, but it's um, it's almost at that '80s point where it's a little. Uh, I love the song, yeah, but I don't know that it's going too far over to the other side. I'm, 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 it's a great tune. It is a great. I'll write. Tune. I'll write it down just to maybe play with it. We'll see. Um, he's, you, he says he says in excess, which we do. We play a, oh, yeah. a, a ton mm-hmm. of them. Tears for fears. Um, I'm not sure I can hang with shout shout let it all out. Yeah. on these nuts. It was ever good. Again. But <laughs> it was, what was their other song after that? Everybody wants to rule that. Oh yeah, world. that was that was pretty good. And then uh, Roy Orbison, just, which we do. It, we play Roy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know about Tears for Fears. They had a new song that I found a couple of weeks back, and didn't we hear it? Uh, well, it sucked, uh, is the yeah, answer. I, yeah. um, <laughs> it just it it just sucked. But Shout was played so much, um, but maybe that's just me being burnt on it. But but I thank you for the ideas. I, I, I wrote down a few of these, so I will go yeah. and search, and we add stuff all the time, sir, so... Thank you very and, much for yeah, your love. And, and Tim, we don't play too much Doors and Credence, so shut it. No, in his uh, opinion, the Doors do, but... some, somehow come up a lot, and um, we may have to um, look at that because there's probably 15 songs by them in there, but we have a system and a structure, uh, believe mm-hmm. it or not, and they do pop up a lot. Uh, but that's one of the most overlooked, I think, uh, you know, bands of that that uh, that that era they were so far ahead of their time um you know lyrically mm-hmm. and with their music um that they just got overlooked and then jim died at what 27 the big yeah. number um but the doors uh, did some incredible work but um yeah sometimes it's just the luck of the draw because i hear things and i think i'm hearing that too much but it just depends oh. upon when you punch it up and what you hear. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, there's a lot yeah. of luck to it because the doors, I just checked, they play four or five times a day. 
Yeah, that's yeah, that may be. I don't know. It's there are just you know some bands that um, you know we have over two thousand songs in here, so sometimes yeah. we we alter how we do it and uh, make changes and add new things and uh, so you know it's an ongoing process. We'll be tweaking yes. it forever. Yeah, yes, and so sure. thank you, Tim. He says the three of you crack thanks, me up, and I really enjoy the station. Keep the vinyl spinning. So thanks, Tim. That's nice. Yeah, we use vinyl. Thank you, Tim. Uh, that's, <laughs> that, that's how we roll. Okay, dokie. Uh, what else? I want to hear about this. If you have a hard time with a meditation, and I have known friends uh, or people that have done, um, you know, TM or a form of it for years. And they swear by it. And they never miss a day. They sit for about a half hour someplace quiet. And they close their eyes. And the concept originally was that you're given a word uh, by some, you know, TM master or something. And it is your word and your word only. And you can't tell anybody what it is. My theory has always been it's the same friggin' word <laughs> for everybody. Uh, but I wonder... If the word is a common word like peace or love or God or calm or is it some kind of Indian word? I have no idea. Uh, but it works for some people who can be still that long and just have your brain totally wipe out everything. And they come back out of their little trance and they feel better and they work better and they it just seems to be helpful to many, many people who've had great success. Now, uh, Wes has a piece about if you cannot do that, the nearest I can come is to lay in bed and just breathe everything away and clear my mind and picture myself in a white room with white curtains and white clothes just sitting there in a trance with white noise and just see what happens. Now, I might... I guess explode into flame. Now that'd be cool, but um, but there are <laughs> other ways to anyway. to uh, meditate if you can't sit for a half hour and just breathe and think. What are the words? Yeah. Are, are well, the uh, methods alcohol and weed or what? <laughs> well, this is a way to avoid that. This whole thing comes from a guy who tried to meditate and he just couldn't do it like you. He couldn't. Uh, he couldn't sit still if he was calm already. It, then it, it would work okay, but if he was trying to do it while agitated in order to calm down, it just made things yeah. worse. Yeah. And he told his therapist this, and she instantly said that she wouldn't, she definitely wouldn't recommend meditation for someone with his profile. And he asked her why, and she said that for some people with histories of unprocessed trauma, physical disassociation, or other things, meditation does exactly what he experienced. It just makes things worse if you're agitated. Mm. It increases things. So uh, he's saying. The moral isn't don't meditate, but if it doesn't work for you, you hear some other things. And the first one that he says is what you were just talking about, visualization. Yeah. He, you just, in his case, he creates a garden in his mind, a place he can yep. go, and he can go to this place, add things to it, or change things around, and it just it can calm you down. If you can focus in your head that you're visually someplace else and explore that. Another thing, the second one on this list is coloring. Is that adult coloring books had a big, you know, heyday a little while ago? But for yeah. a lot of people, just being able to physically do something with your hands and kind of mm -hmm. zone out, zen out, just on putting colors in places, lets you shut out everything else that's going on, and that can calm you down. 
He also ha- says uh, drumming works for a lot of people because the repetition of sounds and mo- uh, movements, that's what you get focused on, and that helps shut everything else out. It lets Learn you to play a wipeout. Yeah. Or, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. do you still have your drum strike? <laughs> or Moby Dick off Zeppelin too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Master that. Yeah. yeah. Some of those things are hard enough, though, that to drum them right, you really have to focus on the drumming, and you're not worried about you know, your student loans or whatever anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, cloud gazing is another thing because you just relax. The whole bunch of light enters your eye, and that can uh, do you good, and also you're outside. Until you begin to see the devil's face in the clouds. Or a, <laughs> yeah, or something bad. A, you know, werewolf or something coming to eat you. So the, <laughs> Then it might be time to click. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and this uh, this one I'd never heard about, but it makes sense. Morning Pages. He says it's a creative tool designed by this writer. And you just, w- first thing in the morning, you write three longhand pages just about whatever. Your your dream, what you're worried about, what you want to do, what annoys you, what's bugging you today, what bugged you last night. And you don't even have to keep them. You don't have to read them. No one has to read them. You just have to write this stuff down and get it out of your system with hmm. pen to paper. And he says you can toss them when you're done. It's just a way to get stuff out instead of you know leaving it in your head. And yeah, the other that's been t- advice for a, for a long time is to write this stuff down either at night before you crash or in the morning when you get up to just write the things down that bother you, and that is some kind of a, a cathartic way to um, get them out of your head. I don't know if that works or not, but most writers right in the morning early. I saw this story over the weekend from some guy who has a bunch of kids and his house is just utter chaos all the time. So he has learned to get up at uh, four o'clock in the morning and he has three hours of peace until seven o'clock when the kids and the dogs and the wife get up and everything is utter chaos like it is in many homes. I live in one of those. But he found his peace by getting up and doing that, and he wrote for a few hours and just sat and just, you know gazed away, and got his mind at peace, and then and then it was all destroyed by his family. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, having it set up, having it set up as peace before the chaos begins gives you a yeah. good place to start, though. Yeah, yeah, it does. But most writers write in the morning early, uh, and some write all day. I know that that uh, Stephen King, uh, you, you know, famously. There are people that write for eight hours a day like it's a job. They get up, they write all day long. At five o'clock, they're done. So everybody has their own their own groove, I guess. And I would think getting up and writing something down, even if you throw it away, at least it's out of you, and yeah. maybe it'll help you face whatever it is, since it's out and it's on paper. You know, or you can yeah. just, uh, you know, um, avoid the whole. You, you know, thing and, you know, screw it. Just <laughs> never stop thinking about it and um, well, dwell on it till it drives you crazy. I, there's two There's two other things here, and the other is something that you know, comes up a lot for all kinds of things. It's just going for a walk. It's yeah, easy, it's accessible for most people, and if you feel yeah. stuck when trying something, just engaging yep. the body helps you out. And the last one, one I would have never thought of, but thinking about it, I can see where it would help people. Watching Bob Ross painting videos. <laughs> he's no, got this funny. very soothing voice, and he's always positive about things. And uh, yeah. 
are they all really available uh, online? And some people says even hearing the swishy sounds of his brush against the canvas triggers ASMR reactions in some people. And some think, well, um, I know that now. Back to the uh, the 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 uh, coloring books. Yeah. For Christmas this year, we bought uh, some folks in our family. You can now buy um, these uh, canvases, and they are numbered, and it's paint by number. And the product, once it's done, is a gorgeous painting. But they give you the uh, the uh, blank canvas and the paints, and you can paint it yourself, and that is a calming thing to do. Yeah. So you're you're so you're kind of you know you're kind of you can you can be your own Bob Ross. Yeah. Exactly. See, and I no, got so my buy wife. a fake afro and put it on, and just talk real low <laughs> yeah, like yeah, this, yeah. and you'll be your own little Bob Ross band. So, I got my wife a uh, series of adult coloring books some time back, and it's, uh, it's they are pretty cool. They, mm -hmm. yeah, sure. I, I think I sent you the picture of the one that uh, you color this very nice looking Mandela sort of thing with leaves and and brightness and all this nice stuff all around it, and the central message inside is. Karma. It's pronounced ha ha f you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, whatever it takes. Everybody has their own, their own uh, little, you know, peaceful spot, their own happy place. So, yeah, find yours, and you'll be um, maybe happier. I don't know. All right, Sid's got something. I always love these. Uh, it's really hard to get away with license plate. Um, fun. What do they call these things? Uh, vanity, vanity plates. plates, yeah, and it's you got to is it six letters in every state or is it seven in some or whatever, but I know that it's really hard to sneak anything perceived to be ugly or nasty by these people because they've seen it all. I'm sure, you know, P H U K U ain't gonna work. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, it's not. And but people have tried everything, and I guess on occasion they slip by. Now, I would would presume that the worst of them come from the South because of our inbreeding and our heritage and all how all that works together. Uh, this one, though, is, is, is from Maine. And what is the story about this, Sydney? Well, yeah, and it's not necessarily a list of them, but remember how we talked a long time ago about how Maine would let people do their own vanity plates, and they didn't care, and they could, they could, they, people did have, like, F snow or F this. And I mean, it probably didn't spell out the actual, well, maybe it did. I don't know. It's, I doubt it, it says that it says that, um, some the kids sporting, might see it and we can't have that. Yeah. So it says that some people were sporting uncensored plates that said stuff like that. And Maine let people do it for a while. And then I guess they got so many out of you hand. Know, whiners yeah. and, and it, cause it got way out of hand. And so now they have, they have new rules that actually, this is, they have new rules that ban derogatory references to age, race, ethnicity, sexual orientation, gender identity, national origin, religion, or disability. Is somebody really going to say F the one-legged guy on their license plate? But anyway, they have <laughs> rules you, now. They, <laughs> I'm stumpy. Hop uh, off into have, hell. They have they they now have new like i guess that's, laws and rules wrong. that have, that they've had to put into place because they were just 
Anyway, in 2020, that's when a federal judge ruled, well, actually, that California's ban on plates that are offensive to good taste and decency was overly broad. But no, wait anyway. a minute. Wait, wait, wait. So it took till 2020 for the people that govern in Maine to realize that people in general are pigs, and they gave them the freedom to put whatever they, they wanted to on the license plates and didn't have any questions or objections to any of it. So people will give them an inch, they'll take a mile, right? Well, yeah. That's what and happened so here. Maybe I'm guessing they, thought, they yeah, just went I'm, crazy. I'm, I'm guessing too. And so because they thought it was cool. It's like, well, let's let them. And now they've kind of, they now they're, they're reeling it in. And some people are mad you and they're appealing. Give. They're appealing. Oh. Now, I think only about 13 people have appealed. But this one, I totally read wrong. And this, this guy's... Um, license plate is he's he is a vegan and his license plate says L U V T O F U. Now I, you and I, the three of us, think I love no tofu or love to fu. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, love to f you. No, no, no. It is love tofu, and he's appealing because he's like whatever. I I had this plate, and you know it's not either vulgar. he is a vegan or he was really quick on that rebuttal. Well, I'm love looking at a picture of him with his two little love kids. To fu- uh, so he, okay. <laughs> I think he's a big... But anyway, so... That might offend are, the kids. And, you know, bless their hearts. we got to protect all the kids from wrong. license plates and from drag queens. Yeah. So they are... They're, they're surprised, but we're pleasantly surprised, whatever, that only... So he's the only one that you have there? That's the only list? Or the only one on the list? Yeah, it's not It's not a list. It's, well, that well, somebody's Somebody's said vegan, and the E was a number three. What's wrong Seriously? with that? Yeah. The, exactly. What is wrong with that? Yeah. No, hold on, hold on. He w- This guy was offered that license plate. He was offered that license plate, but he as said no. As opposed to his little tofu you, thing. As opposed oh. to his, to, to, uh, to, yeah. But he decided he was done with vanity plates, so he's just getting. I just wonder how many things got through and before that one, till somebody got uptight and everybody has gotten their, got to, got in this uproar over, dear God, we can't offend anybody for any reason, and that seeped into Maine after not being a problem there for how long, and then somebody does. A tofu one, and all hell breaks loose. I mean, it's ridiculous. Oh, so they're they're she's. They say that most most motorists have been you know relinquishing their plates and like turning them in and and getting you know whatever. Well, they tracked them down they and to, went through them to find the uh, ones that were sounds, deemed offensive. Yeah, sounds like it. Sounds like it. And it, so it says there have only been thirteen appeals, but you know, of course, there could be I more. Would, we got to find wait, out what you can't un- what the ring hell the bell. Okay, I know. I want to know, know what they, they were. I, you, okay, wait but, a minute. But you can't unring that bell, Maine. When you let people get those, and then you're it's like, "Wait, on whoa, your whoa, whoa. car. You see it. You drive along. Who cares? What license plates were banned in Maine? Uh, residents in a state known for being laconic and even even tempered soon were sporting uncensored plates pairing the F Ford with snow haters and ALS. That's not very funny. Uh, that's just mean. Um, Maine vegans plate taken away in state crackdown. Crack. Uh, <laughs> after Maine officials called inappropriate license plates. Please give me some more to make this worth the entire trip. Uh, 
Now there we go. L V T O F U is the is is the star of this story. Yeah. Yeah. Um let's see. She got an Libby who lost her B word plate, got a custom plate celebrating her dog Zeus. Name for the god of thunder. That could be if it's, it's a Greek god. Uh, no, she's being being sarcastic. Um, <laughs> right, right. Well, I'm trying to look here. Now, this love to f you is the one that um, <laughs> has made it on the news. <laughs> Vulgar vanity points Monday putting the brakes on requests. Um, what is the rarest state license plate to see? Uh, Alaska, 1921. Well, this is all stupid. I wanted to hear some funny license plates. You know well, what? You know what? Ooh, I remember one. <laughs> I remember one because we, when it, it might have been when we were talking about Maine in the past, and people actually getting getting them and what they were actually what they actually said, and then we had some texts from people who not necessarily saw license plates from Maine, but have seen some before, and there are you know hilarious or I guess maybe gross to some or offensive to some or whatever basically does it be hilarious but there was one that was and I didn't get it until they had to text me back and go Sid and I'm like oh (laughs) M-U-F-F-D-V-R oh yeah 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 (laughs) you are so naive it is kind of cute I didn't even get it it takes me a minute when I'm behind somebody and I'm reading what I hate (laughs) it isn't dirty it's it's a, a scuba diver that wears a little hand muff to keep his hands warm and dry. Oh, it's it's, it's not some little tiny elf exploring women's you know, hand no. warming things? Okay. No. <laughs> if you call it that a hand warming thing, you have bigger problems than I realized. <laughs> uh, muff diver. Mm. That's just, you know, that's just adolescent humor, I suppose. Yes. Muff diver. I haven't heard that phrase or used it maybe ever in my life. I've heard it before, but we should get a collection of of stuff written written, that's written on on the bathroom walls. Because back in the day, there was some really poetic, funny stuff on bathroom walls. But now there's not. Plus, I haven't been into in any kind of a bar in so long. I have missed out on God knows what kind of great poetry there. Unfortunate. Maybe Wes can start writing some, and we'll go out someday and just get some spray paint and go crazy. Yeah, I think that's a great field trip we should do. Yeah, you're. I don't know why and, not. Uh, just just get fallen down drunk and and like get an Uber and go out and and just spray paint stuff with bad words on it, just to be obnoxious because everybody else is. <laughs> Sid has a story about things that that we do as Americans in movies and in TV that make no sense to those that aren't from here. Tell me what this this is. One, it's just a bunch of people who have tweeted about it. Do Americans, one person says, do Americans actually call their friends' parents like Mrs. So-and-so, or is that just a thing in the movies? Because I call my friends' parents by their first names, she says. It uh, depends upon, I guess, you know. Yeah, I don't know. age a lot. I always, yeah, it was always... I guess Mrs. or Mr. if they weren't great friends of your parents. I don't remember. I don't know. Yeah, to be uh, polite. Uh, Zephy says, do Americans really have the last four digits of their social memorized, or is that just one of those TV things to save time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah. But um, we do. And so I asked you two, because in college I didn't do it on purpose, but I memorized it then. I guess we had to show it so many times or know it so many times or you know tell them. I don't know. Um, 
Ryan says, do Americans really care about Halloween or is that a TV show <laughs> thing? <laughs> Obsessed, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just something, it's just a you know, fun distraction. Ask Wes. Yeah. Wes yeah. kills yeah. someone every Halloween. It's a, it's a fact. <laughs> and the Why universe is still here. You're welcome. No one notices, <laughs> ever. Killer Quinn says, do Americans actually heat up water in the microwave or is that just in TV shows? I do it for oatmeal. I do it sometimes. I don't like to do it, but I do it. Let oh, it boil. Yeah. I, That's but have, I boil it over and then I have to freaking clean the microwave. Yeah. Um, Lily, Lilia says, why do Americans chew pills like they're sweets in the movies? Yeah, I don't understand that. I, it's Anywhere. gross to me. Aspirin tastes awful when you chew it. Ooh, I don't know, I know who it is. Boring. I don't know who it is that, uh, that you know, chews pills a, in real life. There's a lot that are made to be chewable, though. Well, yeah, gummies but, are, but I mean, I, I guess, but, but Flintstones but that, Those aren't in the movies, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. It doesn't seem know. like they would be. Um, CR says, do Americans really not say goodbye when ending a phone call? All these TV shows, they just hang up. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird TV thing right there. That's a, a cop thing. show thing just to be cool. Out. Mm-hmm. They just hit the, yeah. Abrupt. Tara, yeah, yeah. Tara says, do Americans really not take off their shoes when they enter a house, or is that just another weird thing from movies? No. So, so, no. I mean, anybody that insists upon that, I'm leaving. I I don't, I'm not going to tear your floors up, you know? It's just. See, I'm, well, I, mean, I, it's their house. I love it when people do that. I mean, people don't do that, but I love it when kids do that, because, like, we had friends from well, Michigan. kids, yeah. Yeah. And they and they were taught to do that if they as they they taught their kids to do that when they went over to somebody's house and I, I well, appreciated that. Sometimes I uh, um, will walk through cat puke, and then I'm asked to please Ugh. wash my shoes off, um, or you know mud from outside. But I don't make it a habit to take my. Sh- I, I don't know about that. That's you know, <laughs> yeah. each to his own. I don't care. Yeah. It beats walking through cat vomit, you know, barefoot. I guess. Oh God, yeah. Uh, Maddie says, why do Americans in films always wind down with, quote, a nice steaming mug of cocoa? And is that just, as <laughs> I suspect, hot chocolate? <laughs> That's a bunch of baloney. They do it with scotch. <laughs> right. Ben says, why do Americans in films always down whiskey? What, do you what mean, are you supposed down to do it? with it? Probably Play instead it? of sip it. Probably, he probably means instead of sip it. It depends upon the whiskey. The movie and the whiskey. Um, yeah, you yeah. aren't supposed to, you know, slam a good, expensive, you know, scotch or a bourbon. You sip it. Uh, right. But doing shots of Jim Beam, that's a shot with yeah. the beer back. And then you vomit. And then it's all over. <laughs> then, you're to, then you're ready to rock and roll. But um, you sip, sip good booze. You don't just, you know, chug it down. Right, or right. pour Coke in it. Stop it. But you do see a lot of just downing it in movies now that I think about it. It depends. Um, yeah. Maul says, do Americans actually say words like jerk and douche, or is it just in films? <laughs> no, they say it a lot. They say uh, it a lot. douche, we're even asking. Yeah. <laughs> and we say worse than that, too, which is even mm-hmm. more fun. Why do Americans in films always seem to put plates with food on them still in the sink? I hate that. I hate it when somebody goes into a restaurant or a, a bar and they order a drink or, or a, a, a meal. And when it gets there, they get pissed off at somebody in the scene 
and they just walk away from it. I don't get that at all. Oh, I hate What a that waste too. of food and booze. I hate that. Uh-huh. I Order your beer, so drink bad. it, then leave. It's just dumb. Like that, 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 what's, oh, what is that movie? The, the tiny perfect, map of tiny perfect things. They had this whole yeah. table of food and they left. Yeah, I, I don't think oh, that's so just baloney. <laughs> what a waste of time. Um, Adam says, do Americans actually do that thing in movies and TV where they leave their kids' bedroom completely untouched? Because that's weird. What do you mean? Some I don't know do. what that means. Well, oh, like, does it, some parents, like when their they kids die? will move out, they'll leave the room oh, like a shrine. Out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's that's kind of creepy, I think, but that's just me. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I would, yeah, I would use the room as something. I don't know. Do Americans really eat ice cream out of the tub when they're sad, or is that just in movies? <laughs> no, that's real yeah. life, bro. That's, uh, <laughs> there are times, you know, now I, I only eat now, you know, frozen yogurts are those kind of things. But there was a time when I didn't care, and I would get a, get a half gallon of, the, of that Briars, you know, something, and eat that son of a mm, gun Breyers down to the, the bone. bone. Yep. But but oh, that doesn't work out when you get older and you gain weight <laughs> at everything you look at. So uh, it's fun, but you just can't do it forever. No. I've never eaten it out of the tub. I mean, except for one spoonful, and then I put the spoon in the sink. I have to put it in a bowl. Well, I, I'm, I don't care. I'm just white trash from Kentucky. Why do I care? It's a spoon. It's my house. It's me. Eat one. I'm, you know, You're I'll do what I want box. to with it. Yeah. Uh, Potato says, "Do Americans actually walk out with a box when they get fired, or is that a movie thing?" <laughs> no. No, I think it's a real thing. You, you yeah. gotta pack up your stuff. Yeah. Unless this, you get this, fired by Zoom, in which case you have to go back to the office, oh, get your God. box and get your stuff, and then get out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this gal says, what else? and I don't know what else, the, I don't know how they do it or where she lives, but do Americans really carry groceries in paper bags or is that in movies only? You know, that's one of the things that has annoyed me since I was a kid. Uh, because in the 70s and the 80s, anybody who, bought, who, who had a, a bag from the grocery... There was a loaf of French bread and uh-huh. some celery. Always out of it. It's <laughs> come on, man. You aren't buying French bread in every movie that you're. It, it, it just looks stupid. <laughs> That's so true. I hate that. That and celery. Cut it out. You know they probably everywhere else probably uh, they probably use reusable bags as we should be. Get rid of plastic and paper. Come on. You got to have something to put in the litter box. So what do you want me to do? Well, that's true. That's true. I do. That's how I use it too. Here's one more funny. Uh, from curfew hater do americans really be having kids that play trees in the school play or is that just a tv thing <laughs> yeah they're a stage happened. prop they do which play means trees. that your kid has no talent right they're a stage prop so that's you know <laughs> they're just a lot learn more, so. learn Funny. learn to live with it uh, thank you that was good this is drake digital